johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Folks, here we go, Sports Insider Radio, coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, gearing up for another big weekend of college football and the NFL, and we've got a lot of cool stuff on the plate for you. Our good friends, John and Mike, are going to join us, johnsyndicate.com, sportsinsiderradio.com, Kenny White, uh, the top odds maker on the globe, is here with us as well. I'm Brian Blessing, and we're excited to get our day underway. Looking forward to another great weekend of college football. As I sit here and stare at my good friend, Mr. White, good to see you. Let's have at it. Another great weekend of football. Yeah, Brian, uh, very excited for this week. I feel like some of the the key numbers that I start to use uh, or, or trends that I start to use and the power ratings being adjusted are really kicking in because it's amazing across the board. Almost every game has moved my way on on games that I played on Monday. So those adjustments that are ongoing, uh, this is both sides of the counter where everybody's trying to figure out just what we're dealing with. But then finding out what a market number is, getting ahead of it when the the numbers come out, uh, especially college football, right? I mean, those are the games you can see a side and a total maybe steam on you a little bit a lot more than the NFL. Well, yeah, you look at the uh, Thursday night. Texas open four to six and a half. Miami, Florida four and a half to seven. Um, 
you see these type of moves. Uh, Saturday, Florida International, 10 to 12 and a half. And there's, there's other big moves down the board. You don't see those type of moves in the NFL because the numbers are that much more difficult. You really got to zero in on one, two, three solid plays when you're looking at NFL football. And boy, right now you could just uh, be a contrarian in, in NFL. You're going to do really well. Just fade the, the Westgate Super Contest and you're going to be uh, making a ton of money. Isn't that amazing how things like that trend out yeah they'll it'll turn around though you start to bet against them they'll start to win so it's not something that you can just play blindly but you can use it as part of your handicap we invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com the number is 800-209-1679-1800-209-1679 as we bring in our good friends from baltimore john and mike ready for another big weekend of football hello fellas how's it going Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing, buddy? Outstanding. Good to see you guys. And obviously, you, you got your little mini TV studio, too. The folks can listen to you. They can watch you on the website. Exactly. Now, listen, before we get started this week, if you're listening to this show, you should be listening to be a sports insider. Kenny's behind, been on one side of the counter for three decades. Now he's on our side of the counter. You have been in the business for literally... Hey, I hate to say it. Yeah, d- don't go there. Um, <laughs> don't go there. And um, I I've been in the business. I've been in the business three decades, and I've gone through many life events. So I just we're going to talk about this for one minute, and then we are done and moving on. I am betting as a business. This is no different than the stock market. When you call and you get our big complimentary selection today at one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine, understand that fans go to games. Fans are the one that are passionate about whether they kneel or whether they stand. Fans are not the one that are actually betting on the games. Businessmen that are what I like to call business bettors do not tailgate. They don't spend five hours at a game. They're home with 30 screens watching line moves like Kenny was talking about. So one of my partners got very irritated this week, and he said, look at all these demonstrations, and people are going on Instagram, and they're going on Facebook, and they're saying, I was a lifelong fan for the Steelers for 30 years, and they're burning their Steeler flag in front of their house. They're burning every flag that... You know what? This, these people that are online that are doing that, and then we're going to go back to the games, they're not the ones that are looking at sports as an investment. They're simply fans. They may be part of the Fantasy League con- contingent, and it may be interesting to see if the Fantasy League contingent goes down. But guys, don't buy into the hype. You're in the gaming center of the world. I treat these games like four-hour stocks, nothing more, nothing less, when you call us at 1-800-209-1679, and I'm done speaking about it, unless anybody wants to chime in. I think we want to dive into the football, because there's so much... There you go. Uh, that, that's what line we're Line moves, to talk. line moves, and line moves. So let's yeah, talk about I mean, some football. Well, and with, with college football, and I would... First of all, let's add to Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Brian, how you doing today? Outstanding, buddy. We got a lot on the dock, a lot of things we're going to talk about here. Um, and, you know, specifically, there are situations that now arise in all levels. Uh, I, listen, you guys do soccer, hockey's about to start, baseball, we go to the push to the playoffs. Uh, but with college football, even the NFL, there are tried and true trends, traditions, and things that at least, uh, if not, are situations that make you play on a game. Uh, sometimes just as important, it makes you leery of something that just simply looks too good to be true, knowing that there's that penchant for a problem. Sometimes getting 
that information and knowing what you're talking about to just not even have a play on the game. Sometimes taking a pass is the best move you can ever make. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what I, did Brian, and I know I want to throw this to you, do you know the only team that's undefeated against the spread this year in the NFL? Oh, uh, yes, I do, sir. That would be the Buffalo Bills. I absolutely knew that. And that was a game, uh, by the way, it was something we had talked about on the show previously. That was a number that sat at six and a half, week one against the Jets for the better part of eight weeks. And it steamed all the way up to nine and a half, came back and closed nine. The game fell nine. But if you bet that, we always always say this, right, John? It's It's not as much... Who, it's when. That was a game that was when. Uh, then they went on the road and covered a big number against Carolina that on this show we talked about be wary of Carolina. It wasn't a play on the Bills. It was Carolina had to do the West Coast travel back home to play their game. Carolina's looked awful offensively. And then Denver looked great in their first two games at home, but you take Simeon on the road for the first time, and they got rolled when they went on the road. The Bills are 3-0 and against the spread. Yeah, they are, and I mean, they Personally, I like the spot this week. They're getting eight right now at Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is not stopping anybody this year. It's not a large travel game. The Bills do relatively go and play well in the South, normally Miami, not every year, but consistently. They don't, I don't know the last time they actually played Atlanta, but I think they match up really well. Their front seven, Atlanta's run defense is horrific. They can't stop anybody, so it's going to be a shootout and, and getting above that you know, key number of seven is important because this game may land on a touchdown, but getting that eight, it might even steam up to nine. I could see the public betting Atlanta. You can get a lot of great value because the Bills are playing really good and they're covering. Well, and I would say this, and and I would throw this at you, Kenny, um, and in full disclosure, I am a backer of the Bills, but I do, you know, listen, the bottom line is, I mean, you know, money talks. So, you know, if you like them, you like them. If, if you don't like them, uh, maybe you find a way to look elsewhere, and that might be the total. Uh, I would say this, uh, the, the odds makers are in the business of being 8-8 eight and eight at the end of the day. <laughs> they don't want anybody being a, a runaway freight train. Uh, everything Mike said is true, but the one thing is that historically has been the case with Buffalo, their offense is really poor on the road. Now, we watched the Falcons last week against Detroit, and the Lions terrorized Ryan to a degree. They had a pick six. Uh, I'm hoping you're right, Mike, uh, but I'm more inclined to maybe look at the total in this game uh, where you get a really inflated number because it's Atlanta at home. But Buffalo's defense is playing pretty good football, but their offense has been downright pedestrian. They can't stretch the field, so they've got to get the running game going, and their M.O., to win this game is to shorten the game. I would actually look at the under personally. Yeah, that could be as right, Brian. Uh, their defense is outstanding, Buffalo, and that's the one big reason why I like Buffalo from the from the get go. That I thought they were a playoff team is that defense, and you are going to get overinflated totals when you look at what Atlanta did last year. I think they were sixteen and two to the over. Uh, they will be overinflated. I, I like Buffalo in this spot again, just because of the fact that I think. Well, they both had big games. Buffalo beating Denver is a huge win, but Atlanta beating Detroit doesn't seem like it is as big, but the way they won the game... Yeah, shouldn't have won. Shouldn't have won, they exactly. Have won the, they shouldn't have won the Bears game, actually. No, no, the you're opener, right. The opener, right? The Bears had them beat, had the same situation. Yep. They dodged a bullet in two of their first two games. 
Super, two of their three. Super Bowl teams are overinflated. I think the number gets to be two. I agree with Mike. You're taking points on the, in this football game with the team with the better defense, and that's held up a lot. This week, the uh, you know they want to be eight and eight. inflated his ego. You said you agree with Mike. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We should. We all should have inflated egos. We're the best in the business. Four, four, and a, four and twelve last week. The favorites were a, a monster weekend for the sports books. Oh and let me throw one out there: Buffalo's not the only undefeated team. Kansas City yes. easily three and zero oh, um, straight up and against the spread this year. Are they the best team in football Who? at the moment? Kansas City? No. I know people. People are saying that, and I. And They're I, really good. That's why I throw it out there because people think. And you watch the broadcast nationally. Oh, they're 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 the best team in football currently. I mean, current form well, means something. They're they're playing very well. You you were talking about backers of teams, but let's talk about the world backing the Patriots. So you know you're talking about Kansas City. Let's just segue into that. How how are they doing so far? They they take the Patriots on opening night. Then they're going to lay almost two touchdowns. It closed it actually fourteen. I had Houston plus seven and a half, and I had Houston um, for the game. And look, do I care at the end of the day if he comes back and has some an amazing drive to win the game? No, because the spread was never in doubt. I mean, you're laying, you know, I don't know if you've done the work. I'm sure you have, uh, Kenny. What is the actual? It's got to be the worst bet in all of NFL betting, laying double digits. Like, yeah, you know, you know, more. it's um, it, you're you're a negative percentage. It's forty seven, forty eight percent in that range, but it's it's not horrible. But yeah, you're not going to make money laying double digits in the NFL. That's for sure. Hey, real quick, because we got a lot, a lot of college football we want to get to too. Uh, but we'll keep it on the NFL for just a second. You fellas are based uh, in Bad, Baltimore. Uh, well, I, hey, listen. The funny <laughs> the funny thing is now you got the monster game coming up with the rival Steelers, but. Baltimore, and I would say this, I mean, and all, all kidding aside, they, they got rolled over in England. They just flat out looked like they didn't know what they were doing. They looked like they didn't want to be there. Uh, they've got a wonderful defense. But that you don't go and get all twisted because they got jacked by the Jags. Throw that out. Now they're playing the Steelers. One week to the next, a different animal. And you were telling me, John, you, you had a, a little story about the – about the number 44 regarding I that game. I just texted my son. I said, how old is daddy? And he said, that's not funny. And I just said, did you think they were going to score my age? Did you think Jacksonville was going to score oh, my man. age? Uh, you know, so he'll never forget that game. His dad's 44, and they, they get blown out 44-7 to with a courtesy touchdown at the end of the game so they don't get shut out. But you and I both know that this game historically is a middle bowl game. And guess what? Every year the line's three. And guess what the line is this year? But, but, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is different. Every year the line is three, but every year the home team is favored by three. Pittsburgh's laying Correct. a field goal on the road. Uh, I, I know who I'm looking at. I, I think Baltimore is absolutely to play in this game. Oh, I mean, you have to take them, and you have to grab the three. And obviously, going back to what Kenny was saying, dogs win, they win outright. And so, obviously, do I think they're going to lose by one? I mean, yeah, it's quite possible. But if if you were going to make a play on that game, you can grab a little on the, the, the plus, you know, 140 as well, in addition to the plus three. But, again, if you can get three and a half, and that's where it's, I go back to trading the game. The game opened up at two, and some early money came in at two, and then it's now it's three. And if that thing goes to three and a half or four, you best believe you're going to see a lot of money coming back on Baltimore, so they're going to try to get that three-point medal. All right, just in relation to move forward uh, on the game in England that we're talking about, 
and we always throw those caveats out. Don't go overboard with what you last witnessed. Let's give Jacksonville credit. Now, they rolled Houston uh, in the opener. Houston was dealing with the hurricane and, and the issues they had. Uh, you know, then there's a dose of reality in week two. Now, they go and they destroy Baltimore. And Whoa, look at Jacksonville. Wait a minute. Jacksonville goes to England every year. They know what that routine's all about. Five and zero in England. Yeah, and, and believe me, that is their own little island there. Uh, Kenny, when we talk about overreactions, seriously, it was like, should Cleveland ever be favored on the road? Right, Cleveland favored on the road at Indianapolis. You're just looking at going. Now, come on. Well, the now, line so, went down uh, to one. Some but but nonetheless, Cleveland's favored on the road. But you got Jacksonville, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and we know the Jets are god-awful. But Jacksonville, three-and-a-half against the Jets, and the Jets just pummeled Miami. Uh, how big an overreaction do you think this number is? Yeah, the Jets come with a shutout. This is a It's a big overreaction. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, it's all look-aheads and letdowns, and you really have to see what everybody's thinking about. Baltimore, I guarantee you, oh my, we're going to London. This is awesome. We're 2-0, and and we play Pittsburgh next week. They they thought about the wrong game at the wrong time. Right. Pittsburgh's their biggest rival. It's the biggest game they have all year. And, you know, they just thought, hey, this is Jacksonville. But They're Jacksonville's who we not, thought they were. Let's not, for, let's not forget the Steelers are laying three. And you know what? Last week, they scored three. Right, I mean, I mean, I mean, like they, the Steelers, two teams coming in on off, off a loss. Historically, you always want to take the dog anyway. Yeah, so, so when, you're, when I'm trying to put a number together on that on this game, and Brian's right, you're you're right that the game's three all the time. Brian's 100 percent correct. It's always the home team, and I think there was a situation last year that in this same game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I felt Pittsburgh was the best team in the AFC last year. They, when healthy, when healthy, they sure were because they they were that offense was dynamic and and their defense was very solid and and when they matched up in Baltimore, I made Pittsburgh a three point favorite. And said I know that's going to switch this year. Pittsburgh will be the favorite in the game and unbelievable. Last year, Baltimore came out the favorite minus three. I think it stayed there. Now this game, I I thought about you know what I actually power ratings. I still have Pittsburgh three on the road in this game, but. The way Pittsburgh looked this past weekend against Chicago, I can understand Baltimore going to London and laying an egg. But Pittsburgh losing to Chicago, that's a really bad football team. I think Jacksonville actually has some talent. Chicago doesn't. So to me, it was like, well, people are going to be against Pittsburgh instead of Baltimore. This game's got to go to go to Baltimore 3. I've actually made it right in the middle. I made the game pick them. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Uh, we're glad to be with you. You can get hold of everybody here one 800 209 Let me throw one more at you, Kenny, and, and guys chime in. If I'm sitting there, and I made a case several weeks ago, and this was a, more of an intangible thing, was it the reason? Not necessarily, but I do think it had, had a factor. In, I said Carolina, when they beat San Francisco, on a late Sunday game, had to fly cross-country to go home on a Sunday. And I said, that trip will impact them in their next game because they weren't going to get in until 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, coming home from a regular Sunday game. Monday's a throwaway, Tuesday's an off day, but they're out of sorts. And sure enough, Carolina's offenses look pedestrian. Well, if I was willing to make that uh, an impact on my thinking of Carolina traveling from San Francisco <laughs> back to back home to Carolina – what do you do with the teams, Jacksonville and Baltimore, that are flying back from England? 
I think there's some jet lag there, obviously. And they say every time zone you cross, it takes that many days for your body to recuperate, and it's going to be two, three Unless days. Unless you're me, flying back and forth to Vegas. But I will say this. <laughs> yeah, but this you fly in your own private jet, though. There you go. Listen, 1-800-209-1679. All three of us, and even Mike, do in-game trading the second half. And so with games like that, I would basically say, you just cross them off and you say, we're going to wait till halftime. You're going to see who come out comes out flat. Um, and then, you know, like for instance, Mike and I made a trade on the Green Bay Packers uh, at halftime last week, which was successful. And we made a trade on the Monday night football game last week with uh, with uh, whoever Arizona played, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, can which, I, I want to jump in on Which you. was successful. Let me just jump in on your Packers thing. Uh, because obviously, great move on your part. And I remember at halftime of that game, there are just some things where the yeah, odds. I was waiting the, for your text. The, the, well, the odds makers can. Well, that one you knew. <laughs> I mean, and you know, right, you know right, plenty. Right, right. I mean, you didn't. You didn't need me to be giving You're you right. a text on that one. That one stuck out like a sore thumb. That the odds makers can only do so much. And I remember telling people that were I said. Uh, you, you Packers in the second half. They couldn't play any worse. They're down 14 or whatever it was. You know, and you, I probably it came out nine, nine and a half is my guess. What, what did you What did you get the second half number at, John? It was, uh, I, think, I think it was, it uh, might like not have been, said, nine. It might, it might not have been that high, actually, now that I think about it. No, but, no, no, it was seven. It yeah, was seven, which I mean, is why okay. I jumped on it. Well, but, I said it should I, be I, nine, I, but I was going to say it should have been nine, nine and a half. So anyway, they come back. Uh, and they win that game. And, but I'm saying there are situations when we talk about watching the game and reacting and in-game trading. I, I just make the point, Kenny. You know, sometimes when you're making a decision, how much do coaches matter? Because I, you tell me, but uh, and Kenny and I do football games uh, together on TV here in Las Vegas. And some of the things we watch, even at the high school level, uh, you sit there and go, "Wait a minute, you should have done this," or the, the most simplistic things. But the the New England Houston game, I will just throw this out there. Uh, believe me, they've got the ball, Houston, fourth and two inches with a two-point lead. And I know what your little card's telling you to do is kick the field goal and force New England to score a touchdown. But the reality of the situation is you have to read who the heck you're playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing right there going, if you give him two minutes, he's going to go down and get a touchdown. Forget the field goal. Get the first down. Run the clock, burn their timeouts, and hopefully you win the game right there. You need two inches. Well, they did what the little card should have told them, and what happened? Brady takes them right down the field, and they lose anyway. Sometimes you've just got to take into account who you're going against. That's why Rodgers laying a touchdown but, in the second half. But i got to say this. The public got smashed chasing losing teams at halftime in the NFL last week with all the dogs covering and for the I mentioned two favorites that came back and covered in the second half but the reason why I didn't take New England is it wasn't six and a half what they did is they basically full they they were trying to trick everybody and they made New England seven and a half at halftime I don't like laying more than one score at halftime in a second half play so I originally said to Mike I think we should make a move on New England to bounce in the second half if as long as it's seven or lower of course it comes right out seven and and a half. The minute it came out seven and a half, I'm a mercenary. I flipped, even though I was already on Houston plus seven and a half for the first half, Houston plus 14 for the game. I went and I grabbed more Houston. So you, it's not as simple if you're listening to this and you're driving down the road and you're shaking your head and you're saying, why me, why me? I can't beat the point spread with all my research, with all the free information that you can access on the internet. If it was that easy, 
us four would not be in this business for decades. Call us at 1-800-209-1679. Don't just take a losing team at half that's a favorite and think they're going to just revert back and bounce because that's how you can go broke. And we're going to a break? I'm, I'm agree with you. You're on the road, and you need two inches to basically put yourself in the 95% chance of winning a football game at New England. I, I pass on the field goal. I go I go for the first down. I'm in agreement with you. We're going to come right back. It's Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Oh, that's always the nature of the beast, trying to make some money as we're talking about college football, the NFL, it could be baseball. We got the postseason coming up. We always talk about as we bring John and Mike from Baltimore back in with us along with Kenny White. I'm Brian Blessing. Uh, we got a lot of football. We're going to get to college football. But that's the thing we always talk about, isn't it, John? Don't forget about baseball. I mean, baseball, we got the playoffs are coming. Absolutely, and we've been making a fortune with baseball. And if you call my office at 1-800-209-1679, I'll lay it out for you how easy it is to win in baseball. And then I would basically make the same case for hockey. If you're listening and you're looking to be a sports insider, you don't care what shape the ball is. But I want to ask both of you, or all three of you, one question. What does Minnesota this weekend, Michigan State this weekend, Wake Forest this weekend, what do they all have in common? All right, I'll tell you. They all opened up at two and a half, and they crossed the three and a half. The question is, when you see moves like that, I'll go to you, Kenny. 
I my goal, my gut tells me it's just pro money trying to get middles. They're coming off a key number of two and a half. They're popping into three and a half, and I can't believe that every game that's two and a half, when you know that most of the dogs are covering, is they're not phony moves so they can buy back that three and a half at a bigger price. Yeah, and I don't know how high the percentage is for college football. It's not like the NFL, where the NFL's fifteen percent of all games land three. College is not as high. Uh, in that price range where the spread is there, it's going to be a little bit higher. But I, I think they're looking that this those numbers could go even higher, um, three and a half to four, four and a half, and then maybe you got a little bit a better of a middle because you got three and four going for you. But I kind of mm-hmm. agree. I kind of agreed with with several of those moves. Um, the, uh, the especially the uh, Michigan State. Um, I, I think Iowa has a gigantic letdown. They had Penn State last week beaten. They had them beaten, and and they were completely outplayed and had them beaten. And then Penn State makes a great drive touchdown, wins the game, and you know, see you later, Iowa. Just a, a huge letdown from that football game. Well, from a from a from a our point of view, when you're betting both sides of the game, let's go back to Buffalo now in college. That's one of the biggest line moves off a key number. Opened at six. And is now seven and a half at eight on the road. Well, Brian even opened up lower. State. Opened up four. It'll, it opened up four oh. at uh, at uh, Sports Four One One, who is, if everyone knows, is Bet Chris and Sportsbook AG. And they open up first, and they open up the biggest limits when they do. So um, there were fours on Buffalo, and that's one of the biggest movers of the week. And I will tell you why their quarterback was injured yep. in the game last week against Florida Atlantic. That being said, the young quarterback Anderson that came in. And everybody thought it was going to be the end of the world. The kid that came in played phenomenal in the second half of the game against Florida Atlantic and threw a touchdown pass to clinch the game. But they were doing a cartwheel with such a pleasant surprise that they didn't feel there was this immense drop-off. But you know, there's two ways of going on that. That's a guy coming in, finding a little rhythm in a game. But the other end of it, Kenny, you have always talked about, which was always one of the greatest angles. You watch sometimes a backup come in in the middle of a football game and it's literally like he's a lamb to the slaughter and he he couldn't look worse and then the number comes out as this inflated number for the next game against that team because the quarterback looks so bad and you were always the one to say wait a minute this guy now is going to get a full week's worth of practice with the number ones and develop some chemistry and that overinflated number you go the other way it it helps obviously you get more practice more practice time the better you're going to be um i want to just switch a little bit gears to back to coaching you talked about we're that's that's what you really got to know the coaches in this business when you're we're betting and what their tendencies are going to be monday night football is a great example if you had the over in that game you had a horrible beat now i didn't have the over i had arizona and the arizona coach decides to go for the touchdown late in the game on fourth down and they fail dallas gets the ball runs the clock out the they're down 11. I'm thinking he's going to get a touchdown and go for two, try to make it, put it on the three, and I'm, I actually cover the game. But the correct move would have been kicking the field goal on fourth down, staying alive, cutting it to eight, onside kick, get the ball back, and and Hail Mary from there. But he went in the wrong direction, I thought, at that point. And if you had an over ticket, you got a really bad beat in that game. And the Florida Atlantic played Buffalo last week. Lane Kiffin, with four minutes to go in the football game, down one score, goes on 
fourth and two from, from the his, Buffalo from, 13 from, or 20. It was his own, inside his own 20. Yeah, it was ridiculous. The worst move I've ever seen in my life. Three plays later, Buffalo scores a touchdown, and then Florida Atlantic goes down the field because Buffalo didn't care at that point. They had a big lead. Well, and we talk about coaches, and I, I've always, uh, you know, and I we always have friendly disagreements on this. I think special teams should factor into a number. I really believe coaches should factor into it. I'll, I'll throw a couple at you this, this past week. Uh, well, the one specific, Arians in the Monday night game. First of all, he in a close well, it wasn't a close game, but he may have needed it at, at that timeout if they were going to get back in. He challenged a play that a four-year-old could have looked at the replay say, the ball hit the ground. Don't waste the challenge because you're going to burn a timeout you'll need later. And then at the end when he needed two scores down ten, as soon as you get in field goal range, you kick the field goal. He didn't. Then they get down close to where it's fourth down, kick it at least then, and then you're going to need the onside kick. He goes for the touchdown. You needed two scores. And, and by the way, that was the difference on the total in the game. It sure was. And you're right about it. I uh, agree with you. When you're making a challenge, you need to be 100% correct. You're, you're going to win that challenge. Maybe not 100%, but, but at least 90%. This one was about Well, he was 100% 5%. wrong. In yeah, you're right. Well, well, you know, what I always say is going back to that Buffalo-Kent game is that the obscure games, especially in college basketball when it starts, but we're right now for football, the obscure games that are not on the top 25, that are not on ESPN, that you can't watch in TV, it's where you get a lot of good, I know you love this word, Brian, on our other radio show, value. Mm. Because what you're doing is you're taking advantage of these, these lines that are basically moved by professional money earlier in the week. And like I said, when I look at games like, for instance, Georgia opened up at six and a half at Tennessee this week. They're now seven and a half. Uh, that could be that to me. That's just what I call a middle move. Smart money's coming in. They're pushing it up. We know that the smart money's they'll come in late on Tennessee plus seven and a half rate, like Kenny said, and they're trying to middle that game. I'm more interested in the North Texas Southern Miss games. I'm more interested in the Middle Tennessee State Florida Atlantic games that opened from one to three, or the total in that game went from fifty two and a half to fifty nine and a half. You know that when those lines are being moved early in the week on these little obscure teams that get no TV play, it's got to be syndicate money, right, Kenny? Uh, yeah, on the smaller games, it's all syndicate money. It's all professional money. Um, the general public just does not have the information to pull a trigger on a game like that. They they may throw it in a parlay when they know a Mississippi State against a Louisiana Lafayette or something. But you're right. It's it's when you see a move on on the, the smaller. Uh, non the mid-major kind of teams it's all professional money and by the way mike is there but he may be doing several things at he once he could, he could be he, he could be multitasking a little bit here uh as we're, we're talking about all this football mike are you watching norwegian soccer or what are you doing at the moment well currently it's not norwegian soccer the champions league is going on um <laughs> The last few days, the group stages are in the rounds, and the Champions League are the four best teams from each division all over the world that play in a master tournament. And they play, you've got to be very careful with these games because one side, they play a two legged match. Each team gets a home team. So after the first legged match, the second game, the other team doesn't have to always win. A tie is still good enough for them to advance because they're just trying to get points and get out of the group stage. So winning the actual game has no importance. So if you're just looking at the line and seeing, oh, this team is much better than the other team and they should definitely win, well, that other team doesn't actually have to bring it as long as they're getting at least a draw and getting out of there alive. you really got to follow this correctly each and every week because there's a lot of spots with soccer especially where you can get a lot of good value 
because long term these teams play so much in every in their own leagues and then they play in these tournaments that they don't always play every player and a lot of these starters get a lot of rest and they don't play as many minutes you really have to do your research to find which teams are going to have value that specific day sportsinsiderradio.com check it out the number is 1-800-209-1679 800-209-1679 brian blessing kenny white our friends john and mike from john syndicate.com uh kenny i let me throw one at you and and we'll dive back into college football fellas but just one specifically all the things you were talking about john the various things you take into account northern illinois is playing san diego state kenny uh it in i'm sure you've got incredible detailed information on this but this would be an intangible thing again and what kind of consideration you would give this uh you've got a northern illinois team that beat nebraska by four they lost to boston college by three so they're stepping out of conference and and they playing some pretty good football now san diego state has a stud defense rocky long's doing a really good job there they're four and oh now they've beaten arizona state and they've beaten stanford and this number sits at 11 with a total of 46 but last week was this bizarre set of circumstances for San Diego State with delays and all this, and they survived against an Air Force team that plays a very unique offense, and we always talk about the military schools. But the intangible in the game, to me, is Northern Illinois has two weeks to prepare for this game. San Diego State went through this long all-night gauntlet to get the win uh, and now Northern Illinois is playing some really good football coming out of the MAC. But how important is that extra time to prepare when you're looking at a matchup like this? I think it's worth about two and a half points. There you go. I like to put a v- point value on different intangibles. I don't have them all, but that one I feel is, is very important. Extra time to prepare is definitely worth two and a half points. You don't want to be, that doesn't put you on the play, but maybe it takes you off betting against Bingo. a Northern Illinois. But you know what? There are other things that could go for that that... Um, you're right. You're you're looking Northern Illinois. That's just a two and a half for them. San Diego State. Let's take off a point or two for coming off such a big gauntlet of wins of Arizona State, Stanford, and Air Force, and the struggle they have. They're due for a letdown. This is a completely meaningless game for them, um, unless they're thinking national championship. And I don't think San Diego State is actually thinking that. So, uh, a lot to look into. Plus, Rod Carey, Northern Illinois, twenty-one and eleven ATS on the road since he's been a Husky. And. And to interject, the line was 12 on the opener. It's now 11, but it's been going back and forth. And I said in, on our first show, there's a good system. If you can get that 12, you can get them plus 7.5 in the first half. It's a very high – it's in the 75 percentage range where these teams will cover the first half when this, the, the first half line is more than the actual spread. So anytime I see 12 – on a game, I'm always going and immediately looking to see if I can get the highest price first half play on Northern Illinois plus the seven and a half. If it's plus seven, and eh, if it's plus six and a half, I won't even touch it. You know, I, in college football, Mississippi State. If you remember a couple of weeks ago on this show, uh, we talked about Mississippi State and said LSU is flat out walking into a buzzsaw, a night game under the lights, Starksville. Look out! And they were catching a touchdown and demolished them. So what happens last week, Kenny? You're seeing all these opinions that are out there. Oh, Mississippi State against Georgia, and they're all going nuts about Mississippi State. Well, the air was so out of the balloon, they got jackknifed by Georgia. I mean, 
they got murdered in that game. So now you get them coming back playing against Auburn. Do you draw a line through last week's spot where it was a letdown spot? How do you find the middle ground and land on what you really believe a team is all about? And, and when you say that, it's, it's really amazing because I think LSU is better than Georgia. And they crushed LSU. Yes. And then they get crushed. By, so um, you, you, you make a higher home advantage for Mississippi State. And as I've said for years and years, and people are going to start saying it soon. I'm going to hear it on ESPN, I know, next week probably, <laughs> that home field advantage is an average number. So average number for college football is maybe four points. That's across the board, but not everybody's worth four. Some are worth six, seven, eight. Some are worth one. Some are worth zero. Some are negative because they don't get any fans. So Mississippi State is a six and a half home field for me. I could add another point at nighttime for them to go to seven and a half because it's so crazy and loud and the cowbells and um, that leads to the advantage that the officials will make calls in their direction well, that help win them fo- win the football game. On outright on outright wins this season in the college football season so far, the home teams are straight up no no spread. 191 and 95. There's almost 100 more games that have been won just at home, just by the virtue of being home. So you're talking about 67% of the games. Basically, you're betting on the road. But what's amazing is looking at these line moves this week. And Mike wanted to watch a college football game yesterday, last week, excuse me, and he picked a very exciting one, Alabama, as I had to watch one team go to sleep and the other team just continually score. Of all the line moves I've been looking at, most of the line moves, road favorites have popped up higher early in the week. But guess what? Alabama opened at 28, and they're now down to 27 against Mississippi at home. You would think after winning 59 and nothing, the line would go right up to 30. I have a question. I missed the number because I, 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 keep, I keep the same numbers. So the home teams, what did you say their winning percentage was? 67%, 195 and 95. Well, I'm sorry, 191 and 95 straight up, 66.78% to be exact. So we're off just a couple of games. I have 194 and 88, 69%. But against the spread, I have 111 and 167. Home teams are covering just 40% of the time so far this year. Well, let's right. go. Let's keep. Uh, um, that's exactly. I have one fifteen and one sixty six. It was updated, and I also in basically dogs as a whole are fifty five percent against the spread home and away. One fifty three and one twenty five, and there's only been five closing pushes on the whole uh, actual college football season. Let's keep it on the Alabama Mississippi game here for just a second, where we sit here and see. You know, Alabama as a consensus 28 point favorite. There are some 27 and a halfs out there. The crazy thing is, in, in this particular instance, that hook could actually mean something. But right. Alabama, this is a team, they look like the Steelers in their last game. But again, Kenny, here's Mississippi, and is it an under the radar thing? Has two weeks to prepare for a team that they've faced before and. That's a, a monster number for them to cover. And everybody's like, oh, you see, Alabama's going to roll again. But here you go with the extra time to prepare for Ole Miss. And and it helps. It's definitely going to help. And we're talking about a team, though, that's kind of in a different category when we're talking about Alabama. Uh, it's their motivation. And if they don't make a mistake, 
they're probably going to cover the point spread. If they make a mistake or two and, and then the coach unloads the, the second string late in the game and you get a couple touchdowns just like Ohio State did. Last week, Ohio State played their second string almost the entire second half and UNLV was able to put some points on the board to actually cover that spread. If, if not, these coaches can win these games. Um, they could win by 50 if they wanted to. Well, if, they, to if that's what to they're supposed point, to Kenny. do. Yeah. To your point, I had Colorado plus the 13-and-a-half against Alabama in the second half, and they went into the fourth quarter, and they just let Colorado score two touchdowns to cover. And that's really what you need to zero in and look at it, stuff like that. Ohio State, you mark that down and say, listen, when Ohio State has a big lead in a football game, go against them in the second half because he's going to play a second string. They're still good players, but majority of the time, you're probably going to cover about 65%. Same thing going against maybe Alabama late in the game because these teams do get conservative. They burn clock. Uh, They're just trying to get out of there healthy. Hey, let me ask you about a game that could be just a circus act. And the total seems, you know, it is high, but I don't know that it's high enough. And that's Navy and Tulsa. Tulsa just flat out plays track meet football. And we saw the massive line move last week in the Navy Cincinnati game where it was to the over. And the game you know, flew over the total because Navy's a very hard team to prepare for. People are still trying to figure out what exactly are we dealing here with Navy because they lost the quarterback Reynolds that has been around forever and a day. But it is literally that system and that offense that teams have a nightmare preparing for in one week's time. And Tulsa can score against anybody. Except for last week. I don't know what happened. A team that put up uh, uh, 24 against Oklahoma State was their low output. 66 against Louisiana and 51 against Toledo. Who's got a good football team? They're better than New Mexico. And they they just get shut down last week. I don't know why. Um, They are hosting Navy. and you're right, I like the Naval Academy because of how they control the football on the ground, and they are so focused week in and week out. You know, those kids, when they go to go to a, a service academy, they get four weekends a semester they can leave the academy. So on a Friday, if you want to go out on a Friday night, you have to use one of your four days. Now, you can imagine, your parents probably come a couple times. You need to use them for when your parents are there. Every other school in the country, these kids are out about the town Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday night, whatever night they want to go, not in the service academy. They are in bed every night at the same time, up every morning at the same time. That's the big advantage that they have. It is Sports Insider Radio. You can check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. The number is 800 209 1679 Mike, I want to go back to the NFL for just a second because Kenny's words have always been every game is a what? Snowflake. Every game is a snowflake. It's a unique. You never know what you're going to be getting here. And one week to the next, especially in the NFL, Oakland and Denver. Right? Oh, look at Denver. They're they're you know Simeon and they're they're playing great and the Raiders are rolling everybody. Well. You got to take into account things that have just been tried and true traditions over the years, and that was Denver heading all the way east. They got beat by Buffalo. Oakland headed east, and it wasn't even a day game, and they got rolled by the Redskins. Now you got two two really good football teams. Monster game in the division with Denver a two and a half point favorite, and the total on the game is forty seven. But you can't just go nuts with what you last saw, Mike, because there are all these mitigating circumstances inside all these games. Right. Well, with Oakland, I mean, we all knew them traveling across the country, Washington having that night game, having the the pump of being able to be in, you know, ready for them. And I think their scheme 
was really good. They blitzed Carr efficiently. They got to him. They rattled him. They didn't let the run game go off. Lynch was a non-factor at all. And if Denver watched that game whatsoever, they should be able to terrorize them because their front seven has been just terrorizing every single team this year. I mean, they blew out the Chargers. They beat Dallas. But, again, Dallas going there was just a bad spot for them. But I don't think them going to Buffalo is going to be – they're not going to have a hiccup or it's not going to be much of a hangover. They're coming back home. It's a division game. They've seen these guys twice a year, every year. And as long as they bring pressure to Carr, I think they found the formula because this year Cooper has been dropping. He's got six drop passes already this year. Last year he fixed it. The first year he had a bunch of drops. And they're running him in these slants almost every single, every other play because they're really running um, running, um, Crabtree deep all the time. And they're just not getting the separation. He's dropping the ball. So Carr's going three and out like I saw last Sunday night. And if he continues to get pressure with Von Miller, they have a ton of talent. Wolf is playing really good this year. As long as they get pressure on him consistently, I see them coming out of that game uh, with a win. Now, to do this as a general statement, um, obviously uh, this is not an across-the-board thing, but this is a generally speaking thing, Kenny. Uh, with my, what Mike was just talking about, Oakland-Denver division games, we see these situations arise all season long. Familiarity breeds contempt, but it also breeds some working knowledge. Generally speaking, do you think it favors the defense when you know an opponent that you faced over and over and over again? And I'm just wondering, generally speaking, are you inclined to say, in select situations... I like the under in this game. Uh, and I know every game's a snowflake. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, does the familiarity, do you believe, favor the defense? I Yes. Yes, it does. Because the more you see, the defense has to be the determining factor in most games that you're betting in the first place. You, you, I've made the mistake a couple times this year, but most often I don't. I bet a team that has a poor defense. You can't do it. you got to bet the team I mentioned earlier today that, you know, you're looking at Baltimore and, and Pittsburgh, they're getting three. I still think Baltimore's defense is a little better than Pittsburgh. You're, you're going to take the team with the points. So, yes, and that's a rivalry game. The more you play somebody, the more those games count, the more they mean to both teams. And that's kind of what you have to circle on your schedule that last week Baltimore, both Baltimore and Pittsburgh lost. They both lost because they were both probably looking ahead to this game. Pittsburgh's going, we got Chicago. Who's Chicago? We got Baltimore next. And Baltimore's saying the same thing. So then you circle the calendar for who they play next week. Do both teams have a letdown? Does maybe just the winner have a letdown? You know, the funny thing is, John, with all the work, and again, you know, Kenny with the immense work on the power ratings, but the, the, the inside feel sometimes that you can utilize to make money. One of them, I'll throw three angles that work forever. One of them's gone. And that was when Tom Coughlin was the coach of the Giants. Kenny and I would do this all the time. We talk about this. When the Giants were home and played non-division foes, the games went over. I mean, like, just every time. One that we identified, Kenny, I mean, we had, and that one still worked this year, was the San Diego Padres in baseball. When they would get out of Petco Park and they'd travel east of the Mississippi, they would hit the ball like the 27 Yankees. They they, they they were an over team when they would go east. And hockey games, John, when you find out when there's a ceremony for the home team, someone's getting a jersey retired, 
you always play the road team for sure in the first period and more often than not in the game. So in addition to all the hard work, there's some things that historically, just by having done this for so long, things that we're already looking at that point you in the right direction. Well, this goes back to the guy that's coming home from work and he's not paying for information. He's just going to watch SportsCenter or read the sports page. He cannot win. You can't win if you're listening. You've got to call us at 1-800-209-1679 to add to what Kenny said about coaching and looking at coaching. We're basically betting coaches. We're trying to coach clients to make the right decisions. And as you said, sometimes the best bet you make is the one you don't make. On a Saturday, especially on the East Coast at the Baltimore office, it can get hectic. Everybody wants to bet every game at 12 noon. That would be 9 a.m. in Las Vegas. And I think people are a little more on the West Coast patient because of their normal life. They're not willing to, they're not looking to wake up. I've been I'm in the sports books always because I'm dealing with my East Coast clientele. They're not filled on those nine o'clock games at Saturday, like you said a couple weeks ago. There, there, you can get a seat. You can sit down. You can get your free drink ticket. Um, but if you come back for the twelve o'clock games, which is the three o'clock games in the East Coast. It, you, you better reserve that seat or you're not going to have a seat. You're going to be standing because now everybody's up. And those players that are up in Nevada, and, did I say it right, Nevada? Got it right. Did I, all right. You got it right. All, they want to bet the whole you're 20, board. You're 22-1. <laughs> they want to bet the whole board. So I think the biggest problem that Mike experiences is on the front line. When they call to get Kenny selections at oddsxfactor.com, Mike will take the call if they overrun from his office. If they call for you at the Insiders game, Mike will take the calls. If they call for me, Mike will take the calls. And the biggest issue Mike deals with is not thanks for the winners. It's what you got. You got more games. You got more games. So let's talk about discipline. Uh, I know Kenny likes to bet the whole board, but Kenny has a multi-million dollar bankroll and is betting a very small percentage. These guys will fly into Las Vegas. They'll meet me. I'll be there next Saturday, and I'll be in the studio with you guys next week. And they'll meet me, and they'll come with $5,000, and they'll go, all right, which game are we going to bet 5000 on? So if you're listening, stop doing that. Start playing like a professional. Anybody want to add something to that? Well, I, there was real quick because we're in the closing couple of minutes. What, what I wanted to chime in on were uh, just a couple of teams specifically, and, and I, I wanted to definitely ask you about this, Kenny. What do you do with teams like San Diego and the Giants? Now, the Giants were a mess for a couple of weeks. Come back, have all the momentum, and lose on a sixty-one yarder. San Diego plays well enough to win every week. And you know, if you're a Chargers fan, you sit there and feel like this team is cursed. What do you do with a team's between the years mentality? Teams that just can't seem to get it done. Hard to bet on a team like that to win right now. The way because yeah. you're right, they have that mentality right now. They feel like they're cursed. Uh, they're in a new city. They thought things might have changed, but now they're in a new city and they have no fan support whatsoever. So that makes it very difficult. I guarantee there'll be more people from Philadelphia uh, at the game than there will be San Diego or San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers yes. fans. <laughs> well, they may be going back to San Diego. They should. All right, SportsInsidersRadio.com. Uh, the number is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. John and Mike in Baltimore. Always great fun, fellas. We'll do it again next week. Have a wonderful weekend of football. You got it, buddy. All right. See you guys. Kenny White. Awesome job. A lot of fun. Always great to get together with you. I'm Brian Blessing. We invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Have a great day. Jungle. Better run through the jungle. Better
USA Radio News with Jason Wirt. Ten ships and barge, barges en route over the next 48, continuing to bring.